Hey, good morning, everybody. This is a very exciting topic, one that does not come up too often. We'll have the same schedule, 2025. But from 2025 to 2045, we will not have this opportunity of every Pesach falling on Shabbos. Right? 20 years without this. So, I, w- I like to make it very practical, Halacha Lemaisa, not to get too involved with the background or the conceptual uh, issues. And there's a one simon in Shulchan Arach, Tafmem Dalit, that discusses Erev Pesach falling on Shabbos. I want to go through it step by step. First off, the tainus for the firstborn would officially fall out in Shabbos. That's Erev Pesach. And because we don't fast on Shabbos, with the one exception of Yom Kippur or Tainus Chalom, right? fasting for a bad dream. So we push it off. Once we're pushing it off, we don't place it on Friday because going into Shabbos uh, fasting is not ideal. So we push it off to Thursday. So the Tainus is Thursday and therefore the seam will take place Thursday morning. And practically speaking, We'll have two minyanim, one at the regular time, 6.45. We'll also have an 8 o'clock, and we'll have a siyum at both. We'll have the privilege to hear from uh, Yehuda Somer. He'll be making a siyum on Pesachim. And when I asked him to make a siyum, he came back to me and said, should I make it on Pesachim or Shabbos? Right? So, Kanai Nahara. Kanai Yeah. Better to go to the seum. That's the minig. Try to get out of the fast, go to the seum. Last year, the whole issue was can't get together in person. Can you hear a seum via Zoom? So, generally, we try to be there. If though there's a shasad chak, let's say you're traveling, you're, you're catching a flight, you're at the airport, and the only way to be connected with the siyum is through a phone call, Shlomo Zalman says that works b'shasad chak. So that's Thursday. Thursday night is officially the 13th of Nisan, and generally we know the Badika is always the 14th of Nisan. And any Badika that happens before the 14th, Let's say a person's going away for Yontif, they're not going to be home, Lel Badika. So they do a Badika prior to that, but they don't make a Bracha. Because the institution of the Bracha was only Lel Yudalid. However, this is the one exception, where Friday night we're not going to do a Badika. Why not? What Malach is involved with doing a Badika Friday night? So the real issue is just moving around the candle. It's Tiltul Mukta. So Chazal said, instead of Friday night, which is the 14th, do the Badika Thursday night, which is the night of the 13th. And uh, because this was the time for, for this particular uh, year, you do make a bracha. So you make a bracha Thursday night of the Badika. After finding the chametz and placing it in a bag or something, you would say the classic Kol Chamira, which is basically being the Vatel, or making hefker any chametz that you're not aware of. Could somebody make a bracha without doing a, a candle? 
As long as you have a wooden spoon and a feather, you're yotze. <laughs> and the truth is, the, the minig is a candle. That's what the Mishnah speaks about. Postgim discussed bismanazeh, using a flashlight or a cell phone is probably more effective. You're not concerned about lighting a fire or dripping wax. Ramosha, actually, what he did is he started off with a candle, at least during the bracha, to be Mekayim, the classic minig. And then, after using a candle, at least in the beginning, then he would switch to, uh, to a flashlight. But there's no official need for a wooden spoon or a feather. So that takes place Thursday night, the night of the 13th. Now, Thursday, Friday, we do a beer. And uh, the truth is, you could do the burning of that chametz you find any time on Friday, because it's not really Erev Pesach yet. However... The Shulchan Arach tells us that the custom is keep it parallel to other years and therefore try to do the beer before the Zman beer, which this year, that means before 12 o'clock. Before 12 o'clock on Friday, we burn the chametz. The only difference between the burning we do this Friday in contrast to a regular Erev Pesach is we don't say the Kol Chamira afterwards because that second Kol Chamira is saying any chametz whatsoever... I am now officially mevatel, I'm nullifying. But that's not true, because we're going to take some chametz with us into Shabbos. So you do a burning before 12 o'clock on Friday, but there's no kol chamira. There's going to be a shul burning, yes. Last time we had... <laughs> that sounds very bad, right? <laughs> Last time we had Yair Zosman, he was the, uh, the Baal Ha'esh. So hopefully he'll do it again this year. Um, do you say the second Kol Chamir like heading into Pesach? Uh, like so the second Kol Chamir we're going to say on Shabbos. Okay. We're going to get there in a moment. Yes. So officially you could say the Kol Chamir at that point. But the, uh, the meaning is to say it on Erev Pesach, which is on Shabbos, before the Zman Iser. The feather and spoon? No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Um, with, with the actual detail, like, um... I'll come back to you? Yeah, come back. Okay. Okay, so this is Friday. Um, remember one year we had the... We had the fire at the Lin's house. Remember that? Yitzi lit it in the garbage can or something. And the whole massive plastic garbage can burned down. It was a wonderful thing for the environment <laughs> and for those who were ingesting it. <laughs> Good morning, Elisa. Okay, now we get to Shabbos Kodesh, Yom Chemdaso. So, officially, Friday night, you could have a regular Suda with challah. And Shabbos Day, Shabbos Day, which is officially Erev Pesach, that's the 14th of Nisan. You could also have Shabbos lunch with challah, and even your third meal with challah, as long as you're eating it before the Zman Iser Achila, which is four hours into the day, which practically speaking this year, according to the Magan of Ram, which is the earlier time, we try, generally try to be makbi like the Magan of Ram when it comes to chametz. that would be 10.58. 
So 10.58 Shabbos morning, you want to finish all of your chametz before that time. If things are running late, the Magan of Ram would say you have until 11.22. What's that? So theoretically, you could have challah Friday night, right? Shabbos morning for lunch. And we're going to get involved with how you do this. But you could even have shalashudas as long as you're doing it before 11 o'clock. That's an early shalashudas, but we'll explore how we do that. What's that? Yes, yes, that's going to be an option. Um, so let's take a look here at the Mechaber. Taf Mem Dalet. Yud Dalet Shechaliyos B'Shabbos Bodkin Lel Yud Gimel. When Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos, you do the Bedika Thursday night, the 13th of Nisan. Mavarim HaKol Lifnei Shabbos, and you destroy everything before Shabbos. Misharin Mozon Shtei Sudos L'Tzarech Shabbos. However, you leave over enough for two meals that you'll be having on Shabbos. The Suda Shlishis Zmana Achar HaMincha. So the Mechaber says that for the third meal, really to be Yotzei Shalashudas, you have to have that after Mincha, after Chatzos, and therefore there's no way of having Chometz after Chatzos in Erev Pesach. So what do you do? You have a dilemma, because after Chatzos, which is the only time to be Mekayim Shalashudas, you can't eat Matzah because... Minhadin, there's an Isser of eating matzah Erev Pesach. And you can't eat chametz because anytime after chatzos or anytime after four hours Erev Pesach, there's an Isser of eating chametz. So what do you use for shalashudas? The answer is iced coffee. Right? You use matzah ashira, rich matzah, which means matzah that's made instead of with water, it's mixed with, uh, with fruit juice. Because matzah shira, although it looks like matzah, and it kind of tastes like matzah, it doesn't have the halacha of matzah. So it's not chametz, and it's not matzah. So you could have that air of Pesach, with one condition, tzarech la'asosa kodem shah, serious, you have to do it before the 10th hour. Why? Why? Because after the 10th hour, even though it's not really matzah, it still has a similar tam, and you want to go into the yantif to be able to eat the matzah b'teyavon. So the Mechaber says, after the 10th hour, don't have matzah shira. What time is that? So we're going to see it's not so relevant. Because this is the Mechaber shita. Um, but it comes out, though, that according to the Mechaber, you could have your challah for Friday night. You could have challah for Shabbos morning as long as you're done eating the chametz by 10.58. And then, shalashudas, you have matzah shira. And just do that before the 10th hour. You would make hamotzi. You would make hamotzi. So why? It's not considered matzah because in order to be considered matzah, it has to be flour mixed together with water. Matzah shira egg matzah is flour and uh, and fruit juice, so it's not considered matzah. Oh, once you open that can of worms of Mizonos rolls, we're not going back. Maybe we'll hold off on Mizonos rolls. No, I know, I'm just saying, but is there, is there ever a... a what's the, what's I mean, that's really a whole discussion, and, and you find a machlokus between Svardim and Ashkenazim with matzah in general, what's considered possible with Kisnen. Maybe we'll hold off on that for now. Okay. Yes? For those of us who are not going to be in Boga, how is the four hours is calculated from what a lot of time? 
So it, it, it's four hours, that's a good question. That's the famous machlokas between the Magan of Ram and the Gra. The Magan of Ram, his, his understanding of, of Sha'oz Manios, of halachic hours, was based on dividing the day from Alos until Tseis, divide that into 12 hours. The Gra, he held that it's dividing the day from sunrise until sunset. Right? You think of Fiddler on the Roof. That was the Shita of the Gra. So it comes out four halachic hours from the beginning of the day, according to the Magan of Ram, will be 22 minutes before the, uh, the Shita of the Gra. Okay. What's that? So the Mechaber's plan is you have, you have chambits Friday night, you have chambits Shabbos morning for your lunch, as long as you're done by or before four hours, before 11 o'clock. And then for Shalash Shurtis, you could have egg matzah, as long as you're eating the egg matzah before the 10th hour. No, because, because the Isser of Chametz is four hours into the day, Erev Pesach, right? Once it's past four hours, then there's an Isser of Chametz. I'm saying if theoretically you were having Shalashudas before the fourth hour, you could also have bread. In the world of the Mechaber, though, he's saying you can't be Yodzei Shalashudas before the fourth hour. You can't be Yodzei before Chatzos. So after Chatzos and Erev Pesach, there's an Iser de Raisa of eating chametz. It's not a Kares, it's a Lav, but it's definitely Aser. Let's, let's, let's see the Ramah, though, and then we'll analyze the difference. Hagah. The Ramah says, we don't have the option of the Ramah, of the Mechaber, rather, of eating egg matzah for Shalashudas, because we have the custom not to eat egg matzah like we spoke about, or like we will speak about in Tav Samech Beis. In Tav Samech Beis, the Ramah says that the minig of Ashkenazim is not to eat egg matzah on Pesach. Because it's too, it's too close to chametz. We're concerned that, that there could be chimutz. So we have a chumrah of not eating egg matzah on Pesach. And he's applying that chumrah even to Erev Pesach. So he feels that the Chumrah of Tav Samech Beis would apply even to Erev Pesach, that for Ashkenazim we don't eat egg matzah, and therefore we're in a real dilemma. You can't have challah anytime after the fourth hour. You can't have regular matzah the entire day. And you can't have egg matzah either after... Probably he means after the fourth hour. Because if the whole issue with egg matzah is that it's too close to chametz, it's not going to be any more uh, severe than chametz itself. Right? So you can't have regular matzah the whole day, and you can't have chametz or egg matzah after the fourth hour. That's the Ramaz Shita. So what do you do for Shalash Shudas if it has to be after Chatzos? So he writes, Yekayim suda shlishis b'mine peros o b'basar v'dagim. You have some fruit, right? You have a, a piece of the brisket. You have some gefilte fish. What's that? Like iced coffee. Like iced coffee, exactly. Iced coffee, t- What? He doesn't bring that. <laughs> oh, so the question is, what kind of mizonos would you be able to have the afternoon of Erev Pesach? 
sheepishly. <laughs> What's that? Right, so, so maybe we'll take a step back or we'll take a quick journey into Reish Tzadi Aleph for a moment. That's the discussion of what can you be Mekayim Shalashudas with. So there, ideally you want to have a Kezayis of bread. If you can't have bread, then the next best is Mazonos for Shalashudas, right? Hence, iced coffee and pastries. If you can't have Mazonos, then Basr Vedogim, and even lower than that would be peros and yurakos. right? So if you can't have bread or mazonos, better to have some fish or some meat. And if that's not available or you have no interest in that, then even fruits and vegetables could work. So why can't you have mazonos here? The truth is you could. And the Mishnah Bura points out that it depends on the mazonos. If you have, let's say, a, uh, a matzah meal cake, are you allowed to eat matzah meal cake Erev Pesach? No. So th- there is a discussion. Roshlom Zalman wasn't so sure. But Ramosha held that anything that's made with matzah is included in the Isser of not to eat matzah at all Erev Pesach. Even though having the brownie does not taste like matzah at all. But because it's made with matzah meal and it's baked, you can't eat that Erev Pesach even in the morning. However, if you have matzah meal that's cooked, right, like a matzah ball, kanedalach, then because it's so different based on the fact that it's mavushal instead of ofui, it's cooked and not baked, that you could have Erev Pesach. And therefore, if you want to be Mekayim Shalashudis in the afternoon with mizonos through having a few matzah balls, right, sounds delicious, then you can do that. Now, the one caveat would be that would be before the 10th hour. Because just like in the world of the Machaber, where he says you're allowed to have matzah, shira, egg matzah, and erev Pesach, but that has to be before the 10th hour because it still tastes like matzah, and you want to go in and to eat the matzah lel seder, the same thing is true for Ashkenazim. If you're going to have kenedalach, going to have matzah that was cooked, it should not be past the 10th hour, so you should go in to eat the matzah b'teyovo. Cooked matzah can be eaten all the way until the 10th hour. Exactly. What's that? Yeah. What's that? What's that? Yes, yes, so he does quote the shlah. The mission brothers will bring that. All right, so let's go through this practically now. We have the Mechaba and we have the Ramah. Let's take a quick look here in Sifkat and Ches. This is the back of the page. The Ramah says, B'mekayim shalashudis with minei peros. Ayin le'el reish tzadi alef sifhei, d'yesh deyes b'poskim yim tzarech l'asos ha'davka b'pas, o d'sagi gamkein b'shar devarim. Do you need to have only bread to be mekayim shalashudis, or can you have other, other types of food? So in a case like Erev Pesach, where you don't really have an option, you could rely on the lenient opinion. Take a look there in Reish Tzadi Aleph, where we say, better to have some of the brisket or some of the salmon, um, in contrast to just fruits and vegetables. And the truth is, like Sina was pointing out, you could also have a tabshil, something that was cooked, matzah that was cooked. 
like Kanedalach. Ach yesh nafkamina, the Siris. The only difference would be if you're having matzo balls, that should be eaten before the tenth hour. In contrast to when you're um, doing shalashudas with fruits or basar vidogim, you could have that even after the tenth hour. But whatever you're going to do, make sure not to get um, too filled up so you could eat Bilal Seder with a good appetite. Right? But it's, an, it's a beautiful idea that we all snack before the Seder. And now we could feel religious about it. Right? Right? Having a little snack before the Seder, I'm not just doing it so I'm not hungry at the Seder, but I'm being Mekayim Shalashudas. Take a look in the Achronim. They say it's Tov Gamkein. It's also good to divide your lunch into two. So you're basically washing and uh, having challah for lunch. Let's say you have some gefilte fish. Then you bench. You walk around a little bit and have a hefsik. And then you wash again, and you make a, another hamotzi to be, be shalashudas. Now, what's the point of doing that if you can't be mekayim shalashudas before chatzos? So he says, the Because some say, you can be mekayim, your third meal, before chatzos. And the gra says that this is appropriate to do. This is assuming that you have enough time to really create a hefsik between those two meals. In order that it should not be a violation of bracha she'enotzricha. So it sounds like he's saying as follows. There is an opinion that holds you can be mekayim shalashudis even before chatzos. According to that opinion, you can now do shalashudas in a more lechadchila way. You could have real challah. And therefore the way to have both lunch and your third meal with challah would be start lunch early enough, right? Practically speaking, we're going to be davening Shabbos morning at 7.30. No drasha, right? Nice short Shabbos morning davening. We'll be home by 9.30, 9.45, so if you start your meal pretty much right away, you could have time to wash, say hamotzi, have some uh, gefilte fish or something else, some dips, bench. You could be bench- benching by uh, 10-ish. Walk outside, play some catch with your, uh, your children outside and do something else, be masiach das. Come back 20 minutes later, and now it's uh, 10.40, Wash again, say get rid of the lechem before 1058, that's the Zman Iser, and you're allowed to continue your Suda. The fact that we're continuing the Suda, if it's lunch or if it's Shalashudas, that could go hours. doesn't make a difference, as long as everything we're eating now is Pesach. You can make if you want to say that after, after uh, Chatzos to, uh, get the, to get the sheet of... Um so you could do that, or, or, or theoretically, you could just later on have some fruits or vegetables or, or brisket to get as many shitas as possible. Well, that would be if you didn't bench the shalshitas. Once you bench, you can't. 
Once you bench, no. So if you, you could have something afterwards, a snack afterwards, it's okay. That'd be all right. Um, so halacha lemaiso, right? Even though it's theoretically possible to have challah Friday night, Shabbos day for lunch, and even Shabbos for Shalashudas, if you're doing it before 11 o'clock, the main question is, but how do we do that? Are you going to have challah in, in the kitchen or in the dining room? Everything is clean for Pesach. Right? Baruch Hashem, we're having this morning Rabbi Jay Lyons come over to do a special kashring of our counters. Our kids are looking forward to that. Everything is kosher. You're going to bring challah inside. If you're looking for real anxiety, this is the time, right? This is how you do it. So there are two ways of, of having challah, so you don't mess anything up. The first takes some level of gavrakite. You have to be courageous. We're eating it in the dining room table. And we're going to have a plastic tablecloth. We're going to wash, say hamotzi. We're going to eat and enjoy the challah. Then we'll wrap up the plastic tablecloth. Where do you dispose of the challah? So you can't burn it on Shabbos. So one way of destroying chametz would be, you could take the crumbs and you could flush them down the toilet. Another very radical suggestion would be, you could take the crumbs outside and throw them in your garbage can. Because uh, at least here in Boca, the garbage cans don't belong to the owner of the home. Officially, they belong to the city. So having chametz in the garbage can would not be a violation of having chametz in your rishos. No, even within your property. Now, it's true, legally speaking, I, I, I can't walk there because that's trespassing. But inside the garbage can itself, it's not really yours. Even though you have responsibility for that garbage can? Yep. Yep. In America, the government owns things that are even So... In theory, you could take your garbage can and move it to the edge of your property. You could. The problem is, first of all, we're, we're talking about Shabbos morning. So if you have... If you have other garbage in there, like the garbage can is mukta to actually move it. Opening up the lid is not a problem, but to move it might be mukta. Um, the question, just, I'm thinking right now, Monday morning is garbage pickup. <coughs> Monday morning is garbage pickup. So to leave your garbage can out from before Shabbos is pretty schwer. Right? I don't think our neighbors would appreciate that. And therefore, the best aids it would be if you want to push your garbage can out to make sure it's there for Monday morning pickup, is to do tilto bagufo. Push it. Push it. Be creative. This, this is on Monday morning. What's that? This is on Monday morning. Monday. Morning. Monday morning. Monday morning, or you can do it Sunday. Sunday night, you know, but yeah. Under the cover of dark. Because what looks, what looks worse, having the garbage can there from Friday night or seeing a whole bunch of religious Jews push it with their bodies? That's a good question. <laughs> I think if you ask the neighbors, uh, they would choose option two. I think so also. So anyway, this is one way of having the, the challah at the table, have a plastic tablecloth, and then you could rinse out your mouth before continuing the rest of the suda with all of the Pesach, the kalim. Option two would be, and I think... This probably would cause less stress and anxiety. Have the challah outside, right? On the porch, in the front lawn. Have the challah outside. Then you don't have to be concerned about crumbs. Um, however, because Kiddush needs to be b'makom suda, then Kiddush itself should also be made outside. 
Right? So you get everyone together, you say Kiddush outside, you go, you wash, you come back outside, uh, you say Hamotzi, you have your challah, and then you come inside and you have the rest of your meal on regular Pesach the Kalim. The question is for benching, where do you bench? So the you want to bench outside. Since you're not eating any of the challah inside, the makom suda is outside, you should go back out to bench. That's another option. Even if you could see, it's better to bench in the place we actually ate. If you could see the place, that could work for uh, Kiddush B'makom Suda. But for benching in the actual place, you want to go back outside the Chachilo. Having in mind still wouldn't work. That only allows you to continue the Suda inside. But for benching, I have to have at least the Kazais of Chala where I'm, uh, where I'm eating. Yeah? You have to sit inside? You don't have to, but it's nicer to sit. Yeah? Um, I don't know if this would help at all. It's sort of like a, a weird question. We don't have to get into it now, but uh, I just had a thought about uh, the garbage can. I know you can designate objects that would otherwise be mutza before Shabbos for a specific purpose and then you can move them. So, but I was thinking, well, first of all, I don't know what you would designate it for, but second of all, I don't know if you could designate something that's not really your property. Um, it is interesting, and the truth is that gets into a very complex subject of how to be miyached, muktza item for usage on Shabbos. It's not simple when it comes to garbage cans. Not simple. Best thing is either move it before Shabbos, or in this case where you don't want it sitting in front of your property for three days, just to do tiltal begufo, to push it with your body. Yes? You know what? So many people have mentioned that to me to the point where like, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat concerned maybe it is a problem, but, but I've never seen it before and to me it sounds like a bubble mice. Somebody mentioned maybe it's a violation of winnowing. You take your uh, tablecloth, just on a regular Shabbos, or bring it outside and shake it off, but, but that's not Zora at all. Zora is you're utilizing the wind to, 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 to separate the chaff from the kernel. I'm just shaking out the, uh, the crumbs. I think that's mutil chachilo. Until proven otherwise. Wrong. What's that? If you, if you spill crumbs on the grass and you kick it out of the grass, it's wrong. Why is it a problem? Because then you're ripping, you're possibly ripping out grass. Because what? Because then you're possibly ripping out grass. You're, you're, you're doing things with grass. I don't know. To, to spill crumbs out on the grass also. To spill crumbs out on the grass would also be okay. No, no, I don't. To, to get rid of the crumbs of the oh, right. So that I wouldn't do. That you could leave for the, uh, the animals and the raccoons to take care of. That's not a... That would be awful, too? To shake it out outside? Yes, you could shake it out outside as well. If, if, if you have... What's that? That's what I heard once. No, so if you're actually feeding something, an animal that doesn't belong to you, it's not your responsibility, that we don't do. But the fact that you're just throwing out some crumbs and you'll have a squirrel come by, that's not a problem. So I've heard so many reasons why it's usher, right? Is it because feeding animals? Is it because you're winnowing? It's, it, maybe it's libun. <laughs> I've heard different reasons. Until proven otherwise, it's mutu l'chadchila. Oh, so kol chamira, once you're done with your chametz, if you're only going to have your chametz for, for lunch, 
and you're going to have Shavu Shudas later on in the day with Peros, then as soon as you're done eating the Chametz, or if you're going to have the Shavu Shudas and be Mechalek, your Suda, whenever you're done, before 12 o'clock, right, that's the Zman of Beer, you would say the Kol Chamira that we usually say right after doing the, uh, the destruction, which is basically anything that I may have, if I know, if I don't know, it's all considered Ka'af or the Aura. No need to see the place, and, and that, that, that's where Das comes in. As long as you have in mind that I'm going to be eating in a different place, you're allowed to do so. Is there any other about the hamotzi covering food that you're eating after you're for sure bread? I don't think so. I think as long as you have in mind during the, the hamotzi, it should work. For what? For other food? For, for all the foods food. you're going to have inside. Oh. Yeah. Um... Fine. So that's if you're going to have chametz. The other option would be, let's say you feel it's not worth the challah, right? To go outside and inside or to have the, the stress of having a plastic tablecloth. What's another etzah? So Ramosha held that you could eat egg matzah, right? The Ramah just told us that our custom is not only do we refrain from egg matzah during Pesach, but even Erev Pesach. But it's not going to be any more severe than chametz itself. So if you wanted to get rid of all your chametz before Pesach, on Friday when you're doing the beer, you destroy everything. You don't have any Cheerios, any challah left over whatsoever. The only thing you have is egg matzah. So egg matzah you could use Friday night. You could use Shabbos morning. And if you wanted to be mechalik, your suda, and have your shalashudas before 11 o'clock, you could use it again for shalashudas. If it's after 11 o'clock, so there, although there are opinions that know to be Huda and others that seem to be more mekel, but the Ramah would probably say, after 11 o'clock, when we stop eating chametz, we also have to stop eating matzah shira. No more egg matzah. The reason why this would be less stressful is any crumbs that are left from egg matzah is not a concern whatsoever. Egg matzah is not chametz. And then when you're done eating it, you don't have to flush the crumbs down the toilet, you don't have to throw it away, don't have to be concerned of all the different isurim with shaking at the tablecloth, right? <laughs> you could take the egg matzah, and you could put it in the, in, in the cupboard, and that's it. You can eat it indoors. You can eat it indoors, yes. You can do that also. Yeah. But, but just to realize, you do have the etza of, of using egg matzah. The question is, what's better? Should we try to do what the Mishnah Baruch is suggesting, B'Shem Da'achronim, to split that morning Suda into two? And I think the answer is it depends. The reason why that's somewhat hard is if you're trying to get in both the lunch and Shalashudas before 11 o'clock, so it's going to be rushed, and you might run into the difficulty of a bracha She'en Otsricha. You don't have enough time in between. There is something about, about lunch being more significant than Shalashudas, but it seems like we're not, not so concerned about that. And the minig is, and you know, many times if Shabbos is an error of Yontif, there's a classic minig to just wash, have some hamotzi, have a gefilpa fish and bench, and then wait. So this is an eitzah if you have time, if you feel that it's too close, and you might be running into the shaila of a bracha she'en 
or it's too close to the Zman of Isra that I'm not going to get done with my chametz before 11 o'clock, the best move is like the Ramah himself said. Have your chal or your egg matzah for lunch, and then sometime in the afternoon you'll have a snack of peros, yurakos, basr, vidogim, and that could work for shalashudas. I saw in the Halicha Shlomo, what did Rabbi Shlomo Zalman do? So it said earlier on in life, when he was younger, he would daven very early, Shabbos morning, when it was Erev Pesach. And then he would come home and he would be machalek the Suda. So there's plenty of time between lunch and Shalashudas to be Mekayim Shalashudas with, with Chala, and still obviously be done before the Zman Isra Echilo. It said later on in life, when he didn't wake up as early for, for Shacharis on that Shabbos, he would just do like the Ramah. He would have Chala in the morning, and then later on in the afternoon, he'd have something else, a snack for Shalashudas. I spoke to Rabbi Shmuel first. I asked him, what's Rebbe doing? And he said, I don't hack around. It's too much pressure. You know, I have lunch in the morning, and then I'll have a snack later on in the afternoon to be Mekayim Shalashudas. So really, Baruch Hashem, in contrast to many areas of halacha, we have options, you know? We have options. Yes? Um, with regards to uh, benching, is somebody... So as long as you have, as long as you have a kabeya of chala, right? That gets back into last week's year. Had to measure kabeya. It's not that much. You have a kabeya of chala. Even the kazayas officially, you're still chayav to bench. So. And how much egg matzah? Egg matzah. It's a good question. If you have. For sure, if you have half of a standard matzah, that's a kazayas to bench, and likely even a quarter would be enough to bench. A quarter of a, of a standard machine matzah. Yeah? Maybe I've been doing it wrong all these years, but is the reason why right now we're focusing so much on the early zman? I thought, like, is it because anything to do with Shabbos or anything like that? Like, I thought, like, most years, like, the later zman is just perfectly fine, and that's all I've really focused on. So the truth is, you know, we, we, we paskin more like the grow, like, like the later zman of how to calculate the three or four hours in this case. Um, but the meaning seems to be when it comes to, uh, to Pesach and Chametz, we try to be machmir, try to get it done before 11. If you see you're running late, you have to 11.22. How bad should you feel about yourself? Okay. <laughs> but you have to 11.22, yes. Um, so I think this is pretty much the sikum, a summary of what will take place in Mir Tashem. We'll be davening 7.30 Shabbos morning, have enough time to get home to at least have lunch before the Zman Iser and potentially lunch and Shalashudas. And then early Mincha on Friday? On Shabbos. What would be the advantage of that? Yeah. So the only question is, we got to just think structurally and practically to have an earlier mincha and then a later mincha. We're going to have enough for both. I'm going to, sure. If there's, a, if there's a desire to have an early one, we can have an early one. Yeah, it sounds like the main concern is the zman of mincha. You know, not even so much eating before. But. Okay, wishing everyone a chag kosher v'sameach. Shkoyach.